When I say the words National Lampoon, what do you think of? Do you think of Van Wilder? Do you think of Christmas Vacation? If you're older, you might think of Animal House. But if you're a true OG, you will know that National Lampoon began their mainstream distribution as a magazine for adults or young adults. This is the Nifty Show. I'm Joel Kahn. That is Lord Travis Wright. Trav, did you read Lampoon in the uh, in the 80s? You know what? I, I love National Lampoon. Between that and Mad Magazine and Cracked, those were my those were my three favorite magazines growing up. Actually. I was a big fan of Crazy too. I liked Crazy. Um, I don't remember but, Crazy at all, but I remember Cracked. And then later on in the yeah. '80s, people started smoking it. Yes, they did. It's different. It's You're different. not supposed to do that. Well, <laughs> whichever uh, variation of National Lampoon you think of, they have not gone away. In fact, they're back in the Web three world, and they have an NFT mint that is going to open the door to comedy for all. And to tell us about it today, we have an advisor to the National Lampoon Project. His name is James Fink, otherwise known as the Art Snitch. Jimmy, what's up? How Nifty are you guys show. doing today? Yeah. Why the, Why are you the art snitch? Why am I the art snitch? Because my last name is Fink. And so if you know the definition of Fink, it means you ratted me out. You snitched on me. You dirty then, Fink. You know, I mean, you can't trust me. Uh, the other thing is, is that I'm a fine art photographer uh, and I don't like shooting weddings. I've done it. I don't like shooting headshots. I've done it. So James Fink photographer sounds like I'm about to go shoot a wedding. And uh, so I decided with my love of street art and uh my last name that I've become the art snitch. Uh, and then it's evolved into, you know, working with a bunch of brands, but that's how I got started in the web three space was actually with my photography. Very good. You've been doing some cool stuff. And then you partnered up with the national lampoons folks, and this is awesome. So I've participated, met you in a couple of Twitter spaces over there with national lampoon. And there's a yep. really great community brewing up in this space. Well, you know, like there's a whole kind of people get scared when a brand comes into the Web3 space. And, you know, I think I'm scared I mean, right now, actually. Right. I mean, you should be possibly because someone's making fun of you in the, in our in our discord right now. But okay. and you're not there to battle it. It's uh, uh -huh. but yeah, that's what I met the CEO a little over a year and a little over a year ago. We sat down. Um, I have a big broadcast media background. Uh, the photography got me into the Web3 space, ended up working with a couple different projects, and that's kind of how I got really deeply involved in it. Uh, and then, you know, had lunch with them. They said they were interested in the space, and I said, well, we've got to start building communities. And, you know, I'm not the only advisor on the project, so I can't claim 100% ownership of that, but it was definitely one of the people that was loud about that. And so we took almost a full year to before announcing we were going to come here, which happened at the end of September of last year. And since then, we've just been meeting people in the communities, talking to people, hosting shows, bringing some people who have some funniness uh, to the stage. And, you know, it's evolved into comedy night shows, movie shows, uh, radio hour broadcasts and Twitter spaces and a discord that is full of meme throwing. Well, I, uh, I remember very much reading National Lampoon as a very young adolescent. I think my brother had it. And I actually, I remember owning this issue 
from October 1973, and I will say every young man um, eventually stumbles. Now, now it's really easy because you have the internet and porn is everywhere. But every young man in that day would eventually stumble across a Playboy that you know uh, either mm-hmm. a sibling or a father had hidden away somewhere. Uh, my brother had lampoons, and so lampoons were my first access to boobies. And I gotta say. I knew right away. Okay, I li- I like these, and it, you know, it, was all, it was it was all done with humor, right? It was it was it was these comicy panels that were done, and so for those who aren't familiar with what Lampoon was, you know, you might be able to go back and and find some of these magazines on um, on eBay. I'm sure that they're they're out there yep. and uh, kind of give you a history of what was. Then the films came. So what you know, and then Lampoon kind of just it wasn't as relevant for a time, right? Mm-hmm. So what's leading to this resurgence now and in the interest in Web3? Uh, you know, so it's really interesting if you, the ownership, the current ownership bought National Lampoon about six years ago. And what ended up happening was uh, they started to revitalize the brand and start to produce new content and then COVID hit. But during that time, they actually got the chance to take a look back. And I want to kind of start at the beginning, which is National Lampoon was started by two guys who went to Harvard university and they worked on harvard lampoon and wrote comedy for that which started back in the like 1890 something Mm. and so when they left harvard they decided to start a writer's room up and that's kind of the key for the next part of the story is is that that writer's room was really important in developing the content that was the magazine which you wouldn't have uh, Animal House or any of the vacations or all of those things without the writer's room writing content for National Lampoon and then National Lampoon getting courted by some movie companies back in the 70s and early 80s to get movies made based on the content that was created in these magazines. And these magazines, by the way, you showed some of them. First of all, they had amazing artists creating satire all across the board. There was no one that was, um, you know, no political, religion, you know, ethnicity, race, whatever, uh, sexuality or anything that was not attacked in a fun way, if it was going to be called out, they did. They didn't care. They had no affiliation with anybody, and they attacked everybody, right? So Equal uh, opportunity offenders, just like we like. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the way comedy should be, right? So what ended up happening was is, you know, some there's a great documentary on Hulu about it. But, you know, a couple owners later, the new owners take it over. They're trying to produce content. COVID hits slows everything down they get actually called up by a couple of companies to say hey can we license your stuff to create some nfts and they said sure make a quick buck but then they thought about it and said no no no, no. let's let's explore this mm-hmm. so when we started to sit down and really talk about what national lampoon was going to do in the web3 space it was about building a comedy community and then that comedy community they're going to have access to some of the web2ish type of things that national lampoon's already in the works of doing but we're looking to create new comedy born out of Web3 with new creators, with new fans that connect them and build this whole new set of content that's going to come out. And, you know, when we get on spaces and we start talking to people, they always go, oh, you know, Animal House, Vacation, the magazines. That, those are going to be iconic forever and we're never going to get away from that because why should we? They're amazing. They did it right. But what we're hoping is in a year, in two years, we're going to be talking about all the stuff that was born out of these communities that are built through our Discord and the NFT holders that will hopefully, you know, carve a new path for comedy and media at coming out of Web3. 
Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, the, there's so many quick-witted people. Like, we were in one of those spaces the other day, and people were popping up and just wit, sarcasm. Like, the, the, the people who grew up with National Lampoon are probably some of the most sarcastic, keen-witted, quick-witted people. And to be able to, to take this and to activate this community, especially in the Web3 space, seems like an ideal fit for, for, for National Lampoon's moving forward. It does. And, and, you know, if you ever listen to some of the spaces where the CEO has been on, the one thing that he also talks about, which, you know, from his point of view is probably more realistic than mine, but is that, you know, there's lots of companies producing content out there, but they're all subject to the distributors. And if the distributors like Netflix and Amazon decide that they don't want yours or they like it, but they're going to put it on the shelf, you're just, that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Here we have the opportunity to cut out that middle person and really drive the growth of comedy, whether it's animation, stand-up comedy, you know, we're doing a show with uh, Jimmy.eth and it's going to be called Touching Grass and it's going to be a show that's set up similar to Interview with the Hot Wings, you know, when they interview our um, actors Mm -hmm. and they're eating hot wings. So it's not going to be that, but it's going to be that type of format and we're going to interview major Web3 founders, we're going to interview comedians, we're going to do that kind of stuff with it and it's going to be something that the community of NFT holders are going to actually be able to vote where and what scenarios these interviews will take place. What's going to happen? Who should be the next guest? All of those things are going to be created that. So you've got comedy creators, right? Like you guys who could come on and we can create a potential comedy show with you. We can do some fun stuff and then I can come because I'm not a comedian, but I love comedy can come on. But on the flip side as a comedy fan i get to a be in touch with you guys but b potentially vote whether or not that comedy show is going to be done over hot coals and then you've got to do it i have to tell you this has got me feeling nostalgic i just went on ebay and bought a bundle (laughs) of 70s lampoons because it's probably been 40 years since i saw these magazines and I'm, i'm really curious to see if uh if i had had some of these so the website that people can look at is nlstudios.io comedy is crash landing and you guys are doing a mint of this poison pill which is going to act as the membership so tell us about the nft um if there's you know is there uh, are they one of ones how, how many are there going to be uh, what's the minute price? How do you get one? What is it going to unlock? Cool. So the poison pill is our NFT drop, right? And it's called the poison pill because the Web3 community, well, there's multiple references to it from the blue pill and the red pill from the matrix type of things, which I think has been used at a lot of different projects, nothing to do with matrix. Uh, when we came up with the name, it was right at the time uh, Elon Musk was trying to take over Twitter and they swallowed the corporate poison pill to try and raise prices. So he couldn't buy it. And of course, we all know what happened there. And then three, the thing that I think it's funny is just how cultish our community is with our projects. And, you know, if you know anything about a cult, you come and come join in one, you know, place. You all take a pill together. You all die together. And, you, you know, join the promised land of whatever that cult, you know, is promising. In, us, in our case, it's comedy, right? So, so there's 4,669 of them, which seems like a random number. But with anything, a National Lampoon, there's going to be some Easter eggs that link to something or nothing, but at least they have a meaning. In that case, it's the mathematical number for chaos. Uh, so just so you know, and now I know it, and I've said it 100,000 <laughs> times. That's but, nice. Yeah, I mean, why 5,000? You know, just do 4,669 and call it chaos. Uh, so what that pill does, it, it actually, we're, in, it's, we're minting tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
Okay, uh, so just so people know, tomorrow um, that date is uh, going to be on the twenty fourth of January. So the show's coming out the evening of the twenty third. So if you hear this after, it's already minted, and you may have missed the first round. But there's open C for secondary market. That's true. That is true. We're going to be, um, you know, I mean, ultimately we want people who get involved or, you know, to buy the book who are real fans. This is, you know, there's no rarities. They're all the same. It's all an access pass. It's going to be a 20 plus second 4k video of the pill opening up and giving you some kind of knowledge on, on national lampoon. So it was really cool. Uh, and you know, the idea again is once you get this, you're going to get access for life. So the, the amount of the uh, mint is 0.2, which, you know, some people feel like it's, it's a little pricey. Some people like calling it just spot on. Um, and, you know, look, we're going to start dropping one month after mint the magazine again digitally. And you're going to get that every month for, the, for your life. Ooh, and nice. so now if you don't have the pill, you can come in and we're going to actually sell it as an NFT as well. But if you're a holder, you get that, that dropped. You're going to get into special Discord channels. You're going to get invites to comedy clubs that they're opening up over throughout the country, starting with LA, right around NFT LA. So that's something we're hoping to give to holders first, and they're going to get access to those things. We're going to create some tours. Those tours, you're going to get a chance to vote as a holder on who should be on that tour. And then you're going to get you know access tickets to that, whether that's discounted or free or great seats. It's all going to be determined based on venue and tour and all that other fun stuff. Um, and then, you know, we're re redoing the vacation series, not with the Griswolds. The holders are going to get access to sneak peek previews. They're going to have an opportunity to maybe vote on whether the, the character goes right or left, ends up in Dubai or Antarctica and things like that that potentially could happen. And, you know, holders are going to be there. And then my favorite story that I like to tell is um, because I'm in L.A. and I worked in media, radio and television for 15 years, um, I got to really do some fun things and get invited to fun things. And I actually had tickets to the Laugh Factory every Friday night that I wanted to go. And I would often show up at the Laugh Factory and it was a bunch of no names, meaning like they were up and coming comedians. And one night there was a lot of comedians there and it got late and then a guy got up on stage and I had never laughed so hard in my life. It hurt. I had to leave. I couldn't stay for any other uh, comedians. And the re and it was ended up being Dave Chappelle. And it wasn't Dave Chappelle before, you know, when he had a movie and a TV show. This is pre any of that. Mm, nice. And to be able to say that I saw Dave Chappelle and laughed my ass off so much before he was even a big player in the comedy game, I love. And, you know, if you go into our Discord right now, you're going to find all kinds of people who are funny. Like I said, throwing memes at you and having a good time. And those people can be voted on or pitch ideas and next thing you know there could be a whole new set of comedy you know generated from this discord and with holders that can be there now the only thing i'll, I'll last thing i'll say is 4669 is not enough for us to build a whole comedy community so there's going to be future things that are going to happen that we have planned to get people to come in and get access to things um if you don't have the pill, you'll still be able to participate and see the comedy we put out and support it, but you won't have that one-on-one -on -one access to be a part of the process and pitch ideas like you would if you were a pill holder. That's so great because there's so many comedians out there, I think, that are very funny that just don't have any reach yet. And a lot of comedians can travel all over and still just not make any money. And for you guys to really come in and try to help lift those folks up, I think that's a, there could be a potential big win on that. So I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab a couple of these things as well because I think that it, it makes it not financial advice, but if for me it's a love of National Lampoon, like it was part of my childhood, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna come in and be a part of it because for one, 
I'm a smart ass. I know Joel's <laughs> a smart ass. I'm I'm also a dumbass. It's and a, a it's the smartest ass. part of my my uh, anatomy, actually. My ass. Yeah. Your ass. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Very intelligent. Yeah. And so we're having fun with this. And I love what you guys are doing on this. And I cannot wait to see what's coming next. The, the Discord is growing. This is it's been a while since I've been really excited about the potential of an NFT project. Hey, Travis. A lot of them are me too. Can yeah. you uh so on this page here on uh, NL studios.io is uh five comedians classic comedians in this photo name them from the top down without hesitating Ooh. i see well the the first guy he he, he directed uh ghostbusters yep that's harold harold ramus harold ramus there you go i don't know the second guy that's joe that flaherty joe flaherty you know joe flaherty he was on second joe city flaherty. yep that's yep. bill murray okay and no that's not bill murray that's not bill murray it's not Bill Murray. No, I forget the guy's name, but he's uh, he, he's been in every comedy movie with Bill Murray and Chevy Chase and. Oh all wait, is guys. this is this his brother Brian Doyle Murray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. it might be. Yeah, is that's that John yes, yeah, that's that's John Belushi. And then, and then Gilda Radner. Nice. Gilda yep. Radner. very good. Well, you know what most people don't realize is that National Lampoon actually found all of these great comedians out of Second City in Chicago, mostly, but other places. And I mean, John Hughes included, and a bunch of other mm. names, right? I. Uh, and then NBC called up National Lampoon and said, hey, we're doing a Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live skit show for comedy. Would you be interested in helping us create this? And they turned it down. Then they wow. got into some financial trouble and the comedians that they had brought on board for their radio hours and their comedy tours and the writer's room ended up just getting invited to Saturday Night Live. And that's the crew that started it. Almost all of them came from National Lampoon. Wow. Prior to so it's Saturday basically Night. National Lampoon Saturday Night Live in the 70s. It should have been. Yeah. It should have been. Could but have I will been. say this. If that had happened, a big NBC would probably be owning everything, right? And we probably wouldn't be here talking about National Lampoon and Web3 because I don't know if that opportunity would be so personal because the owners of it, you know, are – People and they're not, you know, they're not a big conglomerate. I mean, they're investors and they bought it. I'm not saying that they're not a company, but they are. But there's a much more one-on-one -on -one basis here. So when they thought about building out this new writers' room coming out of Web three, it was it was it was a genius and b you know something that they could green light right away because they owned it. Well, you guys can also check out the uh, Twitter, which is nlstudios underscore ETH. There'll be links to this and the other pages in our show notes. And if you scroll through here, you'll find out a lot more information. You can get a link directly to the Discord. Again, the Mint is happening on January 24th or may have already happened. And if you're listening to this years from now, that was January 24th, 2023 in case you mm -hmm. missed it. And now these NFTs may be mooning. Lots of content yeah. here. And look at how early we were as futurists. To That's right. To them before That's the right. minting. Boom. We're lampooning pre-lampoon. Let's, uh, let's find a time capsule and bury some shit. There you go. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on, James, and uh, the website again for you guys to check it out, nlstudios.io, National Lampoon, funny stuff, Sir Lord Travis Wright, soon to appear on a National Lampoon comedy stage, making the jokes. making Probably the tonight. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. We'll go on some Twitter spaces as well. And as we'd say, this podcast, shitter is full. Shitter's full. Shitter's full. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles. We call them NFTs. 
games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the nifty, really kind of spiffy, the nifty show.